to this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports, and I have some terribly, terribly sad yet exciting news. This is Megan Gailey's last show with us on Megan Fun of Sports before she becomes a mother. We are excited for Megan. Megan is excited to not be pregnant anymore. I know this might be a weird question, but can you believe it? No. Honestly, last night I was like, I don't believe that there's going to be a baby here in less than two weeks. It just seems really <laughs> out there, really out there. And but I can't wait to right not be now, pregnant. Yes. And you're at this point now where you can't wait to be done with the pregnant part. Yeah. And everybody says that once the baby comes, it's all worth it. Are you, are you buying into that? Well, that's what's great. Everyone's like, you're in the final stretch. And it's like, yeah. And then I'm rewarded with childbirth like truly considered one of the most painful terrifying things until the last 50 years women died during it all the time and I don't think I'm gonna down to Nabby but I'm definitely gonna not have a good time I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be my friend was like what if you're one of those women that just like loves childbirth I'm like who are these women I just hope that you're one of the people where you get rushed in and then you have no time to think about it. It just happened so fast. Yeah, but then if that, if that happens, then you don't get an epidural. So it's like, it can't be too, you know, like you're like too far in, like the baby's yeah. about to come out in your track pants. Oh my gosh. So I got a, I, my bag is getting packed, getting his little stuff together. It's like funny. You're like packing a little suitcase for a little friend that's not even here. <laughs> Well, it's crazy that you're going to arrive at the hospital, just family of two, and come home with Carsey yeah. and everything. And they just yeah. say, here you go. Good luck. Raise it. Yes. And I do. I was telling the baby, please come whenever you want. As I mentioned on last episode, my husband was in Dallas shooting something. My husband is now leaving me again. <laughs> He is now flying to Atlanta. I'm I'm telling you because I'm mad at him, but then I'm I'm also gonna plug for him. He's gonna be hosting the NBA on TNT Twitter play-in coverage with Adam Lefko and Taylor Rooks. So he said he's gonna give me a shout out. I go, wow, lucky me. Atlanta to LA, that's a far, it's like a five plus hour flight. It is. There are directs, which makes <clears throat> yeah. me feel a little bit better. But I was really nervous last week that Eddie Spaghetti was going to have to come to Santa Monica and help you through childbirth, which I think we decided as the podcast that Eddie is going to be the one who fills in for your husband. That's really kind. Thank you, Eddie. I do. I just trust his, I do trust his taste in sandwiches. I do have a friend coming to sit with me on Friday to just like watch and be there. Baby, she's basically babysitting for so an inside baby. So if you go into labor while CJ is on this NBA show, he has to I leave. think it could be a career maker for him. Oh God! Because they'll have to say, "Oh, and see, during the break, CJ just left us because his wife is in." labor yeah and then we would get updates on the baby i think it, it could be a good business plan listen if i get to meet charles barkley out of it then i'll take one for the team now megan it's not just baby week it's also boston marathon week it is and you are running it and as i said before we got on the air you do not have to qualify for childbirth um they'll let literally any old <laughs> slut in america do it and i put myself as number one slut in america um you have qualified for the boston marathon it is on what day Monday. is it 
weird. Aren't they usually on weekends? It's on Marathon Monday because it's Patriots Day in Boston, which is a holiday that is celebrated just in Massachusetts. Of course. I okay. know. They're, they're like that. Um, they're so do you have like your time when you are going out of the block or is that just like for horses? So I think my start time is 1030 a.m. on okay. Monday. It actually works out perfectly because Friday Night Smackdown is in Worcester, Massachusetts. This oh, Friday. great. So I'm flying to Massachusetts Thursday and then the race will be Monday. So I didn't have to incorporate a second flight, which is great. I was totally prepared for the, for the show to be in like... LA and then have yeah. to come back to Boston. But thankfully it's in Massachusetts. So I'm good with that. But the thing about Boston is it's point to point. So you get bussed out to Hopkinton, Massachusetts and you run into Boston. So oh, I will okay. likely have to get on the <clears throat> bus around six thirty seven <gasps> in the morning. And then they bus us to what they call athletes village. Please pray it's not raining specifically because athletes village will be a disaster. It's just like it's in the back of like Hopkinton Middle School, and they just put tents up, and everybody. Hangs well, out there. Uh, are the kids not at school? They're not no, at school because it's, it's a holiday. Day. Okay, no. great. Because it's like we don't. I mean, there could be pedophiles. You know, I just would be like, we're not going to school that day, kids. <clears throat> I've um, seen how short those men's shorts are. We're doing a at-home learning day. <laughs> that's that's very true. Uh, runner boys have very very short shorts. So yeah. yeah, I will start around 10.30. I'm hoping, everyone, please cross your fingers, your toes, everything. I am hoping for this to be my first sub-three-hour marathon. Wow. wow. So I will wow, provide wow, wow. you with my bib information, and you can track <clears throat> me. I will. Uh, my PR is three hours and 12 minutes. So anything under that will be great, oh but gosh. I'm really hoping for sub-three. And will you be making friends on the bus or will you just like be in your eight mile listening to your music, blocking everyone out? Um, oh, probably a little bit of both. On the bus, I think I'll be social. But then by the time we get to Athletes Village, that's when I'll lock in and get like okay. a little bit more serious. Okay. Wow. Um, and you've got the outfit picked out. The outfit picked out. I've also run in the outfit. Just got to, you know. Okay. Feel it out. Make sure no chafing, all of that stuff. Um... Yeah, I, I think I think I'm ready to go. This is a weird time because we're like in what you call taper, so we cut back all the mileage, and I've been right. having a lot of panic. Like, <clears throat> oh my god, I don't know how to run anymore. Like, yeah, having those dreams where I go to run and it just doesn't happen. And I've been checking the weather like a maniac yeah. because it, we could get anything from snow to ninety ah! degrees. Now training in heat in Florida, I think I'm ready. For right. the 90 degrees, but I would prefer like 50. So let's hope. Whew, boy, I honestly would rather give birth to a child than run a marathon. Like I'm like sitting here thinking and it's like, I just don't think I could do it. Like I, I'm staring down the barrel of a wild thing and I would still pick what I have to do over what you have to do. I do you think, think any of these men at the Extra Points Network are having to do anything <laughs> remotely like what we're having to do in the next 10 days? Well, I mean, Harry has to go on a lot of flights for vacation, and that's True. tough. That is. It's, if it's he, especially really if you don't have TSA pre. Oh, God. Especially during <sighs> spring break. Let me tell you, this Orlando airport has been a nightmare. I can but I and this is, this is younger kids spring break. You know, like college spring break was like a month, six weeks ago. They do it so early. And now it's like kid, kid spring break. Um, and yes. yeah, I see so many of my 
uh, like friends, their children that are elementary school age. And they honestly, the parents don't look that happy on spring break. I think mean, they're just like, why we have to watch our kids all the time. Someone, a child behind me on Saturday's flight kept crying and crying. And the mother kept saying, but when we land, you're going to see Mickey. And he was, he was still, it wasn't working. Not, not even a little bit. Mm -mm. Um, all right, let's get into our show. It's a big week for both Megan's. Childbirth could happen any moment. You could go into labor on this podcast. True. Your water could break right now. True. We are all, we're Conehead style. I'm hoping for that. I want to have the complete conehead style birth. A gush of water and then CJ to cut my umbilical cord with his teeth. (laughs) That's really gritty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's get into the meat of our show. It was Masters weekend. Do you buy into this this Masters hype? Did you watch? I see you're wearing your green Patagonia. I know. I wore my um, my green fleece. You know, this really, I, I really do like the Masters. It, like, my parents have been before. I would love to go. I think there is something like reverent about it. The tiger of it all. I was so excited. The winner, Scotty Scheffler, does truly nothing for me. Um, And maybe it's because he's 25. I don't know. It just like the... The the field outside of Tiger was just not that exciting. And it could be because he was so handedly winning from like late Friday on. Um, But I really did have a wonderful time and I'm so... Proud of Tiger. Wow. I know he doesn't need me to be proud of him, but it was a feat. Truly. It was a gutsy performance. And I saw his quote being shared quite a bit on social media about never giving up. Um, it Golf is more exciting when Tiger is playing. We talked about this before. I think the moment for me was when he birdied 16. I believe that was on the first day. And I was like, oh boy, he's, he's still got Tiger. it. Tiger. Um, Tiger is hot. We talked yeah, about this. We have decided. Text. He's so hot, and I don't know if everybody take, took a closer look at what he was wearing. The color was the main headline in Tiger's wardrobe. He wore the pink top, but for me, Magenta. it takes a lot to pull off a <clears throat> polo without any buttons. Yeah. Tiger and- can definitely pull anything off because he's hot, and I know the hairline is troubling oh. for Tiger, but as long but he as has he has a hat, a hat on, right. give me Tiger wearing anything. Um, what oh. did you think about the, the wardrobe? Um, I think the mock turtleneck, yeah, he's the only one. He's the only one, and I almost think that's why he does it. Because, like, you see these other guys, and it's just so basic what they're wearing. And then you see um, all the fan. Like, at one point, you know, you can just see the, the pants of everyone. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, there's 75,000 pairs of khakis there. And so Tiger can wear a magenta mock turtleneck. And he's like, yeah, I'm doing it. Um, Eddie is telling us that the Masters viewership was up 31% from last year. Which is massive in like Nielsen rate. Like 31% is, that just doesn't even like happen. No, Um, I am a big Ricky Fowler girl as well. He pulls off the colors really well. Um, I love Rory too. Rory just pulls at the strings Um, of my heart. 
I do love Rory. I have a special place in my heart for the other Irishman, Shane Lowry. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so funny the way they talk about him. They're like, he's nice. He drinks a beer. And you're like, wow, these other guys must be real fucking dorks. <laughs> because they just talk about Shane Lowry like he's like the greatest hang. And it sounds so fucking regular to me. Um, um, so but, Scotty Scheffler was the winner. He's 25. Yes. He's having an unbelievable year. Heading into 2022, he hadn't won a PGA anything on the PGA Tour. He's won four so far, including the Masters. We got to see his girl, his, his wife, wife, his girlfriend, his wife. And on Megan Pono Sports, we love examining, examining everything to do with the wives. Um, so her name is Meredith, Meredith Scheffler. Okay. They went to high school together. Um, she went to Texas A&M. He went to Texas. They did long distance. It seems to be working out for them because they are now married I do love the picture of her caddying for him at the Masters Par 3. I thought it was beautiful. Um, do you have any thoughts on this girlfriend situation? I should also mention that they went to Highland Park High School in Texas, yes. which is probably the most annoying high school in America yes. because Clayton Kershaw went there, uh, Matthew Stafford went there, and now Scheffler went there. It's like yeah. one of my favorite things about being in my hometown is – that I still own all my high school track records. So like I can walk around with a big head because I still, I still run this shit at Lockport Township high school. Wow. But if you go to one of these high schools, like Highland no. Park, how are you supposed to have a record? You can't. Well, and I saw it's an extremely affluent area. Mm -hmm. um, it's outside of Dallas and it almost begs the question, like, can you buy a championship? You um, can. And the Dodgers do it. The Yankees right. do it. And yep. I'm happy. Um, but you, I mean, you look at, you look at Kershaw and Stafford and it's like, okay, you do need to have the physical abilities, um, and sort of be built for what you're doing. I think Stafford, he's not super tall, but like Scotty Scheffler to be a golfer. You, I mean, we've all seen John Daly. It's like, you can literally have anybody. And so you see this like high school of that's just packed with rich kids and be like, no wonder they did that. Like I, they had a post, um, yesterday on, on Instagram. I think it was ESPN that was like, is this championship high school? What's in the water there? And everyone was like money. Like that's the great uh, mystery. Um, and so it, and you know, it's just like the three whitest boys you've ever seen too, that it kind of makes it a little less fun. You know, I, yeah. I like, um, the schools on like from the south side of Chicago that have like Simeon, Simeon you know, like those, yeah, they have <clears throat> a little bit of a, a lineage. Those there, basketball NBA schools, players. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, the wife, it's just so I just started watching the ultimatum on Netflix. If anyone's looking for a trash I recommendation, okay. and the better or worse than Love Is Blind. Um, very similar and okay. same. Um, Nick and Vanessa Lachey are also the hosts. Ooh. So like similar vibe. Yes. Okay. And it is interesting. And this is a phenomenon in the, in the bachelor world too, of like people that are like 23 to 26 being like, I'm ready to get married. And it's just so foreign to me that I'm like, what? And I'm from Indiana. You're from Illinois. It's not like we're from these big cities. I, I was being pressured to get married. But you just go, no, I don't want to do that. And so to be 
married to your high school sweetheart. Obviously, if my high school sweetheart was a millionaire, I probably would have tried to lock it down. But um, I had no high school sweetheart because I had no boyfriends and none of them were millionaires. But I'm just like, damn, 25. It's so young. And I used to think that being married to a golfer or a baseball player seemed the best because they were gone the most. Yes. um, Which shows you how I view marriage. And now I'm like, no, it's nice to have your husband at home. It is. I do think the golf wives are very interesting. Your friend who I've become friendly with via Twitter, I've never met her, Sarah Tiana, cracked me up with her golf wife tweet. She was like, where are the golf wives? I want to know. And we know where they're at at NFL games. Like if it's Brittany Matthews, Mm -hmm. we know exactly where she's at because she's posting it. But usually they're in some suite. They're protected. I want to know where the golf wives are. And your friend Sarah raised this point. Because we always see them at the end, at but the where end. are they watching? Yeah, I don't know. And and I'm guessing they're, I guess some of that probably has to do with the comfort of their hubbies. Yep. To be like, oh my God, I can't, I need to see you. Or like, I can't see you. Because I think Scotty had a a quote that he said afterwards that he like said to his wife Sunday morning, like, I don't think I can do this, you know? So it's like some, you know, golfers, they're out there mentally alone with caddies, obviously. Um, but it's like these wives, they do play a psychological part in it. Obviously Dustin Johnson is married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Okay. So the golf wives are like babelicious. Oh yeah. Um, fun I mean, we outfits. We Tiger's girl. She's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Very beautiful. Um, I also like the golf look because it's like a classy hot. Okay. I mean, right. there's a lot of different types of hot, but I, I do like the like the classic, like the, the golf. When people can wear a golf polo and look good, like mm-hmm. that's when you know they're really hot because I put on a polo and everything's out the window. I do think that the, the outfits that the wives get to wear to the masters, it is like they are getting to wear sort of like elevated country club chic. Um, but then I think back to Kelly Stafford's blue leather pants and it's like, that's a fun look too. Oh, that one's fun. But see that leather pants doesn't fly in the golf course. Also, I don't think no. that hug flies at Augusta. I think that kind of gets you. No, no, definitely not. I just got, it just got delivered today. I got my first ever base baseball jersey a Mookie Betts jersey and it's big I got like a, a man size and it's um the very nice I didn't know how expensive baseball jerseys were my oh, husband yeah. bought it for me and I'm already thinking about all the like cute ways I can like tie it mm. or like you know all yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pull some looks with it and get Mookie's attention all right let's get into baseball because it's back we had opening day my white socks are looking good except Lucas Giolito is suddenly on the 10-day IL. Not happy about that. Your Dodgers, they're back. You have your Mookie Betts shirt. And yesterday, something happened in baseball. The catcher for the Oakland A's, Sean Murphy, took a pitch right off the booty, and it bounced perfectly because he must have an ass of steel. And Megan, you have the whole rundown play-by-play for us of what happened. I have been told that I need to stop watching this video. I love the TikTok videos with the compilations. We have all different types of music. This was a great moment for Sean Murphy. And I think butts are back because Uh, of this. 
Oh, butts have been back. Like, I... Boobs are gone. We talked about boobs a lot last show, and we love boobs here at Megan for the Sports, but butts are back. Yes. So, I think what happens is he is up there, and he's like, oh my god, I'm about to get hit. You know, you have that moment. You've played softball. Oh, yeah. assuming. I played softball, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm gonna get hit. And then I think he's like, oh my god, it's gonna hit my butt. And then I think he's like, ooh, girl, I got a big butt. And he, like, sticks it out, and it bounces... Off of his emoji peach booty. And I say, bravo. Like, I bet even the pitcher was like, damn, girl. Like, it, his booty is just so baseball plump. Oh, that it, I it bet there was a better bruise. in the pants. I bet there was a bruise. But I think he should be so proud of his just reflexes to go, no, trust my ass. And the catcher, I mean, you know they're down there, so he's been getting those squats in. Oh, yeah. I Sean Murphy, an Irish boy through and through, I'm guessing. And this is what baseball needs. You know, it's like, it's not a, it's not a young hips work. So we need butts. Um, we need Fernando Tatis and, like, him unbuttoning. Like, we need some sex. And oh, we've yeah. got some sex. And so I think Rob Manfred. We need Rob Dave Manfred, Roberts going a couple, couple buttons. <clears throat> oh, you know I'd be down. Um, I think Rob Manfred owes Sean Murphy a big old tip of the hat and maybe a second pair of headphones. Um, I think because... we should make this a thing in baseball. Maybe not every week, but once a month we need the hit by a butt. Like, I mean, uh, hit in the butt. Um, pitch. It's just so good. It's just so good. Wow. Um, did you also see this in baseball? What happened here? Um, Alec Boehm from the Phillies. This is the fight. Um, no, this was he had. He said, "I hate. I I hate this effing place." <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving that. I'm um, loving that. <laughs> yeah, he's in, and he had to. He had to have a press conference afterwards. Um, he, this is um, week he said two. His emotions got the best of him, <laughs> and he's a pitcher in Philly. And we all know Philly. Their sports fans are notorious difficult the to put to put it lightly. Um, and yeah, he said, "I effing hate this place." Obviously, he said, "I fucking hate this place." Under under his breath, uh, the microphone didn't pick it up. But of course, we have professional lip readers all across the internet, and they picked it up. He. Um, yeah, he, he he walked back his comments in his press conference. He said, I said it. Do I mean it? No. It's a frustrating night for me, obviously. Made a few mistakes in the field. Look, these people, these fans, they just want to win. You heard it. We, can't, we come back. They're great. I'm just sorry to them. I don't mean that. I think he meant it. Oh, he 100% meant it. It's week two. We're not even, like, in the swings of it. Like, this should be the time. And listen, I hate comedy clubs. You know, there's time. Uh, there's times where I'm like, I have told audiences, I fucking hate all of you. I hope none of you ever experience joy ever again. Because as, as we know, it's like a job. Whether it's your dream job or not, it's still a job at the end of the day. And he had a really bad day at his job. And then he had probably pieces of shit that couldn't throw a ball with a gun to their head. And he's like, I fucking hate you people. Well, it is interesting because we always talk about how Philly fans are probably the worst, but then Colorado Rockies fans, this was the fight that we saw. They were all gathered outside of course field. And, um, there was a fight. Women were punched in the face. So what really begs the question now, which fan base is worse? I'm going to go with 
Phillies fans, they're yeah. just the absolute worst because even when they're winning, they're still not happy. But this is interesting coming out of Colorado, and I just can't wait until all the Karens get online and say it's because of the weed. No, weed does not make you fight. Weed but Karen makes you. thinks it. Karen's of course, it's a thing. gateway to yeah. hell. Yeah, it is. Yeah, listening to music backwards and the <laughs> devil and all that. Yeah, I mean, I bet Ben Simmons is loving this story. And you know what? It's time for him to have a good day. Ben Simmons? You're ready for Ben Simmons to have a good day? Yeah, I feel bad for him. I think it's because I watched that documentary about him when he was, like, 16 and playing in Australia, Benny. And I, or Benji, I don't even know what they called him. And I just felt, I don't know, I just feel bad for him. Okay, I, I'm not there yet with Ben Simmons, but maybe, maybe, a, maybe I'll get there. I think in a past life I was like an athlete who everyone hated because I have a lot of sympathy for athletes, coaches, athletes. Yeah, yeah. Are you there yet with Carson Wentz? I, you know what? I actually do feel for Carson because I think Carson is a good guy, um, and I, you know, and I would get mad at Carson, but it's like I'm mad at him at my house. He can't hear me, um, and then I'd be like, sorry. You know, my redheaded prince. So I would take it back. I would never, I I would never want Carson's family to not be able to come to a game because Colts fans were so mean. And mm-hmm. like, that's what ends up happening. So it's like, yeah, I, um, I, I feel for Carson and I hope he finds so much success with the commanders. Speaking of commanders, right. we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay, we are back, and I am happy to report the winner of the Extra Points prop contest is Michael Kincaid. He had eight correct, and poor brother Bry, he came in third with seven right. Um, and what what it all came down to, I don't know if you guys were watching the Masters, but Scotty Scheffler on the last hole, if he would have got a par, which he missed two very close putts, Brother Bry would have won and would have finally got his gold hat. Took the final round score from under 69.5 to the over, which was the difference. So congratulations to Michael Kincaid. He is our winner. Megan, you left us on a little bit of a cliffhanger there by bringing up the NFL's newest named team, the Washington Commanders. They Mm -hmm. happen to be in the news because their owner, Daniel Snyder, has been found to be finagling with the finances, and this could finally be the thing that gets Daniel Snyder out of ownership. Racism wasn't enough. Poor work environment wasn't enough. Filming cheerleaders and making them fly on a private plane was was not not enough, enough. which is the plot of a Lifetime movie that I covered. Um, But if you mess with the NFL and the NFL owner's monies... Monies? Monies? God, I have this terrible cold, too. It's not COVID. I took a test. (laughs) Um, You're screwed. And Daniel Snyder looks like he's going to have to sell the team. Yeah, and Congress is who found this. So it wasn't... I guess it was an outside (laughs) investigation. So it wasn't the people that they paid... To do no. the investigation? For that's some so reason, that's not who got to the bottom of it. I mean, we can all say, it. 
I, you know, there is something about this being the team that's in D.C., Congress getting involved. It's like, I'm sure Daniel Snyder did some weird stuff at a lobbyist party sometime, and they're trying to get back at him. But I say, fine. I have been waiting for Daniel Snyder to have to sell this team. And I and the thing is, that's just based on, like, morals and principles. I think every Washington Commanders fan, player... Um, person that parks the cars is like, get this asshole out of here. Everyone. Like, truly hated, um, top to bottom, considered a bad guy. I was shocked last week to find out he's married to a woman. Wow. Through me. I feel uh, like that might just be a situation where they're legally married on paper because it probably costs way too much to get divorced. Maybe there's no prenup situation, but yes, he probably is financially married. Yeah. I would love to see a Dan Snyder-like character like on succession. Um, like, I want to know what a doofus he is. Like, he just seems like someone that would be really bad in, like, meetings, bad at social interactions, very self-conscious about, like, his stature, like, all the things that, like, rich guys can't do. And I'd love to see that personified in someone. So just putting that out there for HBO. So all um, of our HBO writers who are listening, please pitch that character. But uh, <laughs> the report on Daniel Snyder is that he alleged to have committed financial crimes, including failing to report ticket revenue and withholding refundable deposits from season subscribers. And you saw, I think it was just this past season where there was like poop water coming out of the stadium. I believe the Cowboys brought their own benches when they yes. went to play in Washington. Have you, you been to FedEx? I have not been to FedEx Fields. Um, I have. It's disgusting. Okay, yeah. Uh, our producer, Eddie, is sending us a quote here. Quote. Um, quite frankly, as you go through the allegations, it reads like a description of some organization out of the Godfather and not yeah. an NFL team. Ooh. Yeah. It, it was one of those things where it's like, to, to make another reference, was it going to be Gotti and the taxes? Like, Daniel Snyder was going to get got because they're, the, the team is bad. Um, they do bad things to uh, minorities, women, um, the players, employees in general, employees. Now they're ripping off season ticket holders. Um, so he was going to get got, it was just a matter, matter of time. And it, this really feels like a national holiday. This is my Patriots day. Who's my going to buy the team now? I, I, I hope not one of the bad billionaires, you know, like Elon go to space, stay out of the NFL. Um, I hope someone like fun, but I know that the fans of the team will be rejoicing. I think this is good for the NFL and good for that organization. And I think DC having a good football team is needed. Like it just absolutely. The, well, they're they're one of the original original orig orig OGs. So their fans are they're diehards. I mean, they yeah. really care. These aren't fake fans. And there's a lot of fans that have stood with the team. Through thick and thin, through and the name sky changes, and everything that he's done, um, and hey, I mean, I get it. It's like you. One of those things about being a fan is like you're born into it, and we're gonna get to that a little bit later in the show too. But you're born into it, and you can't really pick. So these poor fans were born into being Washington Commanders fans. I know their name has changed, but 
And now um, I think this is better days are ahead for the commanders. Yeah. I did, as I was looking up this story, um, I did find out that Snyder is also a 12% owner of Six Flags. And that does bum me out because I am a coaster chick. I do um, love roller coasters too. I haven't he, been it, to Six Flags in a while though. But he's a minority owner. 12%, but it's like 12% is probably still so much of Six Flags. Oh, so God, when he sells wait. this team, I mean, he's still going to be a billionaire forever. Yeah, he still like, get. Like, that's fine. the thing. It's like they don't take the team away from him. He has to sell it for top value. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing NFL market is like the L.A. housing market. There's going to be a lot of bids. It's going to go over. And so we're like, oh, my God, Daniel Center has to sell the team and make $50 billion. Poor little Smurf. Um, he's fine. He's yeah. totally fine. It's his ego. And it's like, please get a mic and a camera on him. I want to I want to see the meltdown. I want to see papers flying. I want to see him kicking his shoes. And then um, I want to see another camera with the juxtaposition of all the fans rejoicing. And yeah. and the workers. Yes. Players too. Yeah, if you have human feces falling on on your fans. That should be disqualifying enough. I don't know. The food there was terrible in the press box, and I hate to be like a media member complaining about free food in the press box, but it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, he just seems like a nasty little fella. They still do have a marching band, which I find very interesting for an NFL team. It's cute. I do love that. I do love marching bands. Big fan. I used to play the saxophone. So no, you did not. Yes, I did. In the marching band. No, I was not in the marching band, oh. but I played alto. And actually, okay. I've been thinking of, I need to have hobbies because I spend too much time doing nothing. So I told my husband I was going to buy another saxophone. I, but you're in an apartment. We're moving. So you got to think about the people around you. I know, but we are, we are moving to, okay. to a different place where... Saxophone is be. accepted? Yes. Okay. My dad used to always tell me, because I wanted to work in sports as a sports reporter, and he'd be like, well, sports don't work out. You could always just play your saxophone outside of the venues and make money that way. That's true, and I love the Bucket Boys, too. Oh, they're great. I always throw a couple bucks in there. I love those Me, too. I'm Uh, like, you guys should be on Broadway. (laughs) Um... Speaking of NFL ownership, there's... My favorite person is in the news again, Tom Brady. (laughs) apparently he wanted to become a owner slash part owner of Of. the miami dolphins and you had heard you had heard this you know yes i had heard this um it was one of those stories that was not being reported but but like when the Super Bowl was happening, when the Combine was happening, we would have friends that would be at things and go, so-and-so's drunk and just told me that Brady's going to come back and buy the Dolphins and play for the team. Well, so I had heard this even a couple years ago because there's oh. a Michigan connection between Brady and the Dolphins owner. And obviously Brady went to Michigan, so I'd heard that. But I never really thought it would be real because at that moment I still loved Tom and I had my Patriots hat on and said he would never, ever, ever buy a team that was in the same division as the Patriots. But now I've seen a different side of Tom, and so I don't put it past him. Yeah. And also, isn't Florida, like, the best state to, like, hide your money in? Not hide yeah. your money, but, like, Well, there's no state income in. tax. Right. There's, like, there's ways to do it. I just did my taxes. Yeah. And let me tell you, well, 
I don't, uh, know, I just don't want to reveal too many secrets on this podcast. But I let, mean, paying taxes in Florida is much better than paying paying taxes in Massachusetts. I will say that. I can't imagine <laughs> that it's any worse than California, <laughs> where I literally am like, God, childbirth is going to feel better than this. <sighs> um. So yeah, apparently Tom Brady wanted in on ownership with the Dolphins. Obviously. He can't do that right now because there's a lawsuit, and the lawsuit yeah. was started by Brian Flores, and part of the reason the lawsuit was started by Brian Flores was because Bill Belichick sent the wrong Brian the wrong text about the job with the New York football giants. Oh, okay, so we've got conspiracies running wild. So I struggle um, with this because I, I love Bill. He's my favorite, and I would like to think that Bill Bill is just a man who texted the wrong Brian. But, okay, here's the thing. He can still be your favorite and this conspiracy be true because he is a, to he is a foe of Tom Brady's now. Yes. It does seem maniacal to drag Brian Flores in cuz we all read those text messages. I wish we had it. And they are it's like devastating. Like I've texted the wrong person. You've texted the wrong person. It's they've the never worst. had. They've never had the implications. And well, and the worst sort is of, when you're talking <sighs> shit about someone, and then you accidentally text that person, and you're like, "Oops, I my almost, bad." And then you have to like really talk yourself out of that one. It's tough. I almost did it last week about a family member, oh, and it awful. was like. I didn't, and I'm like, oh my, because you know, there's something called pregnancy brain, but it's like you can't be like, sorry, I hate you right now. I'm pregnancy brain, <laughs> and it was gonna be bad. It was gonna be really bad. Yep. Um. So we've all been there, but it's like you just, I, I just, I don't know a world where uh, Belichick will never say that that's what happened. No. Um. But like, if the NFL believes that's what happened, he definitely got them into a boiling pot of shit water from FedEx Field because it gave concrete evidence that there was validity to this lawsuit that keeps growing. People are, and and, you know, it's not really being talked about a whole bunch. No, Um, it should be talked about more. But it's a class action and the class is growing. So it really, I mean, we do see Bruce Arians out in Tampa Bay um, which is Tom kind Brady of, forced him out, yeah, obviously. Which is kind of the only thing that Tom could do with control of the Bucks at this point. Mm-hmm. He is now the <laughs> offensive coordinator of the Bucks. I don't know. I I don't put any, put anything past Tom Brady these days because he's just a different person than the one that I once knew. Yeah, he's always been the same to you, but. Um, it would not surprise me whatsoever if Tom did want to get into NFL ownership. That makes sense, right? Yeah, and then I have to go back all the way to, like, you know, the botched retirement of, like, was that purposeful? Um, what Like, was everything, uh, producer Eddie and I were talking about it before, was everything Ocean's eleven as he said, and it like, but I just don't know if they're that smart. Um, but it really, it is fun to be like, I'm not hurt by this. Um, you already knew he was, uh, you know, who he was. And so you kind of can let these innocent to us, victimless crimes to us, um, 
conspiracies run wild. And I want Brian Flores to get paid. And I, I want too. other coaches to get paid. Yes. And I want there to be actual change. You know, we make fun of the Rooney Rule on here because they truly were like, anybody can be it now. If you hire Air Bud, you qualify. You know, like, it's like, you guys have... Because uh, dogs this... are not represented in the NFL. Exactly. So we need dog representation. You guys have made this such a, like, silly thing when... 90% of the league is black, like, that it's time, yeah, them to pay. Dan Snyder is gone. This, like, let's let's clean up the act a little bit. But it would be the ultimate Bill Belichick move if he did this on purpose just to stop Brady. Like, it is... <sighs> so wild. It is s- smart if it is true. I don't think it is true, but if it was, not not a bad move, Bill. It makes me really be happy to just have my my little team that's in the middle of the cornfield that has a nice owner and a preacher as a coach and Maddie Ryan. I go, well, we are just down home, cutie pies. I'm happy to not be in this drama. This is really nice. Oh, Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. Um, okay, one more topic, and then I want to get into parenting. Frank Vogel is out. As yeah. the head coach of the Lakers, you are live on the scene in L.A. What's the reaction? Fly free, Frank. You deserved better. This is not your fault. Um, the bubble win, I think, is one of the most impressive wins of any organization. I really, like, we could have won. You know, like, everything was just so chaotic, so messy, so much happening, um, truly uncharted. And I think Frank is a good coach. I think he had a difficult set of circumstances. I don't think anyone else would have done better. And I, and I said this last week, him getting COVID and being out for 10 days kind of honestly ended up being a blessing in disguise because we saw that the Lakers were bad then too. So I think, um, obviously they have to fire someone and they can't fire their GM LeBron who really at the end of the day, put this team together, I guess with Rob Polinka. Um, but it's like the team did not work. I'm sad to see Russ um say that him and him and Frank were at odds um during the season but it's just and now you see you know Quinn Snyder who I think was heavily um considered and and the Lakers wanted being like I'm not going there after seeing how you guys did him that I think even history we're like one day out from this is going to be kind to Frank and go this was not his oh, issue I think, absolutely um we serious candidate and fake candidate for head coach of the Lakers. My serious candidate is uh, Doc Rivers. Yeah. I think that could be a real thing if he can somehow get out of Philly. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think he would absolutely take the job in L.A. Um, joking fake candidate for head coach Magic Johnson, right? Okay. Or what do you think? Um, I think serious candidate. I kind of like this Jawan Howard. Uh, rumor that's happening. I think that could be really like fun and interesting. And my joke candidate flee, you know, no one has more passion for the Lakers that give him a shot. What, you know, we're star studded out here. What about Jeannie? Jeannie as head coach? Jeannie would be a great head coach. Jeannie's getting married to Jay Moore. It's a wild couple. Wow. It's uh, Megan. I cannot wrap my head around it. I'm still not caught up with, um, Winning time. Winning time. But I do love watching Young Genie. I love Young Genie. I wish I was 
10 years younger and now 80 pounds lighter. So I could have at least auditioned for Young Jeannie. Um, but you yes. have the red hair. Thank you. Um, but I I do love seeing her. I think she's a great owner. I just don't. I think LeBron's going to be gone. I think LeBron is. I think is, he's going to Cleveland. Yeah, I think he's hightailing it to Cleveland. I don't know what will become of this home I live in that has Lakers stuff everywhere. Well, don't worry. He's a front runner, so we'll just pick a new team. Well, he has the Cavs stuff still, but it's like, what are it's we going to do attic. with No, you got to You know, we've got Lakers blankets, Lakers cups, Lakers koozies, Lakers underwear. Like, there's just oh Lakers. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of Lakers gear. I'm I'm so glad the season is over. Uh, well, my it, husband it, is already pacing around the house nervous about the Celtics, so at least you don't have to deal with that. No, this has brought peace to my life. Um, he watched the final, like, tw- two minutes on his phone the other night, and I was like, you are sick. You have a sick brain. Well, this is um, perfect timing, though, for you to transition into parenthood. <laughs> because can you imagine the playoffs are going on, the Lakers are in the playoffs, oh. and CJ has to become a dad? That's a lot to ask of him. No, now we get to just have, like, fancy free. Um, We've got lots of different jerseys. Oh, my gosh. We saw this onesie, a John Morant onesie sold out. Of course it is. I know. And I was like, you know what? I'm sad for me. I'm happy for John. I wore John Morant hair on TV on Friday. And then I'm kind of rocking a little John Morant hair a little bit now. But mainly because my hair is wet. Because I got done before the show. And there was not enough time dry it oh uh, one last thing before we get into our parenting the WNBA draft was last night and Veronica I thought from Northwestern the, was the lady sh- showed up I was oh my gosh the fever got Henny the um championship MVP yeah I, like I, I I was everyone's outfits everyone's interviews I just was like Damn, these gals put on a show, and I thought it was so good. It felt mm, good in my heart, and I just loved it. So, Veronica Burton, she was a point guard at Northwestern. She's fantastic, and I've watched her closely over the last four years, partially because I used to work with her dad in Boston. Great family. They all went to Northwestern, except Veronica's the only child of the family. Four Division One athletes. Like, God damn it. Uh. Like, what the hell? Four. Four Division One athletes scholarships college paid for um her sister works at nfl network now kayla burton very nice girl got familiar with her from working in boston but veronica is a total stud she went seventh to the dallas wings and i'm very excited for her she's a gritty player the only thing i didn't love was and i get it because she's from boston and she hasn't turned on him yet like i have but they had Tom Brady call her and congratulate her. But I watched the video and I think it was it was fake because if Tom Brady called even me, I would be more excited than than it, than it led on. So it almost looks like here's a recording. Maybe she doesn't like him anymore. Maybe so. Maybe she's, she's like, come over to hi. Thank you. Thank you. Tell Giselle hi. You can eat a tomato. But she did choose number twelve. So. But I feel like as a kid in Boston, everyone chooses number 12. And yeah. then as she's established her career, it became her number two. You get superstitious, so it's okay. Right. If you don't like him, Veronica, I'm here for you. I don't like him either. The gals, I loved them. All right. Happy now let's see let's get into the meat of this. We've been waiting to do this episode for nine months. And Minus 3 stole some of our thunder because Matt Money Smith was on and he was talking about parenting of sports fans. Megan Gailey is about to become a mother. She's going to raise a sports fan, we hope, we think. 
Maybe she will force them into sports, even if they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us how you go about this. I mean, we're talking now. You have all this Laker stuff around your house. You are obviously a huge Colts fan. Do mm-hmm. you force a team upon your child? Do you force an athlete upon your child? How does this work? You know, we've talked a lot about Ja being his favorite, Giannis being his favorite, um, CJ brought CJ brought me home a hideous Luca doll, and I think Luca's cute. Um, the doll, like the doll, has a neck beard, not good. Um, so we're going to present him with a lot of different options, and then see who he gravitates towards. I think there's also a chance that he's like, oh, you both work in sports. Sports is stupid. You know, like how sometimes kids do. I have hope, though, since we live in Los Angeles, which is a city of transplants, that like I will be able to overcome the Rams, I think. You know, I know he's going to have friends that are Rams fans. I know he's going to we're going to go to SoFi. He's going to see them and and the Chargers. That's going to be like the hometown team. But I really am going to be like, please, mommy really needs you to like the Colts. Like, I don't care about anything else. You can get bad grades. Um, you can like you can call me a bitch to your friends. Please, if you just like the Colts, it will mean so much to me. So the Colts and, are the one team for you. Like the Pacers, you want him to be a Pacers fan. I would love for him to be a Pacers Colts. fan. Okay. There's just so much competition on the NBA side um, between CJ's allegiances and the Pacers are far away. I think if if we get a Jaden Ivey, I'm going hard in the paint, no pun intended, being like, this is your guy. And... We will go to every single game, you know, like there. And I can also be like, listen, at a Pacers Colts game, mama can get way better tickets than she can at more one of these more expensive stadiums. I can get the hookup, you know, I know somebody here. I know somebody there. I know somebody works there. So I'm going to have to I'll bribe him. Um, but yeah, he has so much Colts and Pacers gear, little baby gear already that I really will be. It'll be a hard push for them. Well, I think that's how you become a sports fan is your parents and you're born into it. Like, that's why I'm a White Sox fan. Now, I'm not a Bears fan because my dad hates the Bears. I became a Patriots fan after working for them because while I worked for them, I was like, eh, I'm not really going to be a fan. I left and was like, now I'm I'm crazy about them. Um, But I think that's what makes being a sports fan so special because it's irrational and you can't really explain it because you don't have a choice. You're born into it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not as fun when you're a front runner. Sorry, CJ. No, or when you're just like, oh, because my my parents were Bills fans, yeah. and then after the fourth Super Bowl, you know, it really did take a mental toll on my dad. And the Colts had just moved to Indianapolis. They moved to Indianapolis the same week my parents did, oh, and so I think they be. were like, we got it. We're gonna make the switch, and they were terrible. But he was like, at least I can like count on that. Yeah. So I it it was fun to be like you know, Blue Friday and like everybody liked the Colts. But when my parents were Bills fans and I had to root for the Bills, it was hard for me. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to. That's not your girl. team. No, I wanted to be a Colts girl. So now if Conrad does not like sports, what do we do? I don't think that's possible because he already has jerseys. He already has gear. He's going to like sports. He very well may not, um, and that's totally fine. I think I look forward to being like, what do you like? And then maybe I get to learn, like, a new thing. I have a, 
a friend whose son is like really into like dork stuff, you know, like loves Star Wars, loves American Ninja Warrior. I guess that's not even dork, but just like stuff that's like a little bit like left of what we would consider like tr traditional like boy stuff. And yeah. it's like, that is fun. Then you get to learn a whole new thing about it. My oldest brother, he was not a sports fan. He like played a little bit through middle school and then a little bit of tennis in high school. And then he was like the best actor at our high school and was in a band. Yeah. And so it's like, that was fun and cool too. You just want to see them happy. And I know it's cliche, but whatever I know, makes them but happy. Tell me the real as, answer. as long as it's not drugs, you know, <laughs> cause that's going to be a whole other thing. Bull party. You'd be a little bummed if he's not a sports fan. Yeah, but I think it'll come, like, we have friends who have kids that, like, already sleep with a basketball. Oh. Or, like, yeah, 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 at, like, two. Or, like, um, Sarah Tiana, you mentioned her son is, I, I, if I could put money on him to win the Masters, I would. He's two and can, like, drive it, you oh. know? And so there are these kids that you're like, oh, my God. But it may come in waves where then they are like, ew, my mom likes this thing. I don't want to like this thing my mom does. Um... I would, I would rather him be into sports than stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. CJ's like, and he's going to be a comedian. I'm like, Lord, help me know. Please be an engineer. I do not want you. Like, I hope he Go to shuns. Go be an engineer. That'd be great. I hope he shuns stand-up comedy and embraces sports. Or, I mean, honestly, a great career path is just, like, become a plumber. Like, people need plumbers. Oh, you know, like, don't get a degree honey. in marketing. Become a plumber. I, uh, he can go to vocational school. Mama will be very proud of him. I would be pumped. But he is huge. And so that does put pressure. Literal. Yeah. On, yeah, on my bladder. But then also on him to be, if he's big, you know, if he's like 6'3", we are going to be like, we would like for you to dunk. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to bet extra points. Everybody can tweet us. How large you think Megan's baby will be? I'm gonna do mine live here on the show. Okay. I think that baby Conrad is going to be nine pounds Oof. three ounces and twenty one inches long. Um, you have this inside scoop, so I'll make sure it's fair for everyone. I'm being induced four days early, so I will not be going full to term. So, however you think. Those four days, they really don't gain that much at the end. Um, but yeah, so. Eddie, do you want to hop early. on and give us your take for Megan's child? That's a big baby, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. My mom had a nine pound, four ounce baby, and she's ah, five, two, and a hundred pounds. Oh my gosh. I know. You're right. You're right. Before there are a number out there, Megan, is there like a. a is there like an average the doctor has mentioned? Yes. So at 20 weeks, he was 90th percentile. At uh, 28 weeks, he was 99th percentile. And just last week, he was 94th percentile. Oh, so yeah, he, big boy. He is measuring at full-size baby right now, which oh. is around like in between seven and eight. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go... You said not Megan. What did you just say? I said nine three twenty one inches long. Yeah, so I want to go. I'm going to go below that just okay, to change it up. I want to. Thank you. I'm going to go. Let's go, Sydney Crosby. Let's go eight seven. Okay, great. Gronk. Eight seven. Eight seven and Reggie Wayne. Wonderful. And at eight seven, I think I have a career after. You know, at Wait, nine Eddie, three, the length, it's a wrap. The length. We need to know how long. 
They do. I had no idea they do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I was 21 inches long. That's why. Yeah. People love a long baby. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say he's 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 going to be a all around bigger. I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. How about uh, is 23 insane? I have no really big tall. Oh, man, that's too much then. Shaq, I, baby. What about like if I went 18 Peyton Manning? Is that too yeah. short? No, 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 no. 18 is a normal size. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right, then I'll go. Uh-huh. I'll go up one. I'll go Johnny U. And I'll go nineteen. Okay. I'll go. So I'll go. I'll go eight seven. And then I'll nineteen. Go 19. Oh boy. Okay. Nineteen eighty seven. Okay. Are you excited? Oh yeah. <laughs> First drink is wait. an espresso martini for oh, Megan. Yes. She's gonna be a mom, which is. Like, so unbelievably exciting. I remember our first phone call. I was like, you want to get a drink? And you were like, I'm pregnant. I was like, yeah. damn it. You've but only known me pregnant, and I used to be such a fun bitch, I promise. Well, bring it back to Megan Fun of Sports. Oh, bring yeah. Bring your baby back for the show. It'll be so fun. CJ's so worried about how um, wild I'm going to be once he's born. <laughs> he goes, you're going to be a liability. <laughs> Are you breastfeeding? Do you feel comfortable I'm gonna, saying that in the air? I'm going to do my very best. I'm going to give it the old college try, and if it don't happen for me, it don't happen for me. I'm going to try and do all the, all the stuff. All of the things. Oh, we are so excited for you. We're going to miss you on Megan Fun of Sports. I, I don't know what Eddie and I are going to do without you. Our podcast is definitely going to be less funny. I you. will be back. I'm just going to take um, a little break, and, yeah, you need it. and then I'll... And then I'll be back, and I will. I will keep everyone updated. Everyone's been so sweet um, and understanding when they're like, "Name him after," and it's like, "Get out of here." Um, his middle no, name. No, if is, you do have a girl, do we have like a backup name just in case? There, no, he has a penis. I've seen okay. it. Seen I've seen his balls. <laughs> they show them to you. They circle them. Oh, if wow. you want to see, if you want to see. But the thing and is, you, you were like, yeah, I definitely want to see. You wouldn't know they were balls. They could have been like, this is his hand. And I'd be like, cute. Um, but they're like, those are his balls. Um, his middle name is Jalen after Jalen Rose. So we're, we're setting him up for success, I think. Now, my parents, they did not find out the gender. But Ugh. my sister and I, are preg- the pregnancies were apparently polar opposite. And we were 14 months apart. So they were like, Megan is a boy. So I was going to be Nolan Ryan O'Brien. Cute! And now I'm Megan Ryan O'Brien because they didn't have another name picked out. So I, They thought I was a boy, 100%. They like basically told my mom she couldn't have girls. And I was the first girl on my dad's side in 62 years. So I think um, I was going to be Graham Gailey. I think Megan is the backup Irish girl yeah. name. You're like, shit, what oh, do we do? Mary or is, Megan? We'll go Megan. It's more modern. We'll go Megan. <clears throat> All right. Well, we are so excited for you. Thank you so much for doing this podcast when you've had heartburn or you didn't feel well or any of the things. I'm, I'm going to miss you and I don't know how to say goodbye. So that's why I'm rambling. I'm going to miss you too. And good luck at the marathon. I'll be back. I'm not dying. Knock on wood. That means something went really wrong. And if CJ rebounds quickly, I want you guys to give him hell. All right? All right. Yeah, and we will be watching CJ's show on Saturday on Twitter. Friday. Friday. On Friday. Friday, yeah. On Friday on Twitter, um, hoping that you don't go into labor. But, you know, if, if, if you do... <laughs> We're, we'll be following CJ closely. If you see him abruptly run off set, you know that it's baby time. 
And bet the under. Bet the under, then. Yes, always bet the under. Okay, thank you, everyone, for listening to Megan Fun of Sports. I will see you next week. And I will see you when I see you.